At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Chicago CityCast with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Alrighty, welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. Time for another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host. As always on Twitter, you can follow along at Danny Burke 5. Uh, today's a little bit of a strange day because we got an early game with the White Sox. We got an off day for the Cubbies last night. They had their game against Baltimore postponed. So they got the Yankees now to look forward to. More on that in a second. But yeah, the Sox and the Dodgers, I, you know, I guess really quickly I can get into it. But realistically, by the time most people are listening to this, naturally you're going to uh, you're going to be having this game already underway. But you got Dylan Cease taking the bump for the White Sox, and currently they're plus 108. The Dodgers, a small favorite here, minus 125. That's because you got Tyler Anderson, the southpaw, who has been rock solid. For the Dodgers, and so they open 125 at least in Vegas, it seems like. So, again, there's been slight movement toward the Dodgers, nothing too crazy. You got a guy in Anderson who, yes, has been really sufficient, but also he's a lefty. But I think the bigger question remains here, what the hell are you going to get out of Dylan Cease? The question is, you don't know. At this point in the season, let's be honest, you don't know. Against maybe inferior opponents, offenses that can't be dominant from time to time, yeah, you're probably going to get a great outing out of Cease. Against the Red Sox, which we saw back at Guaranteed Rate Field, against the Yankees, and now against the powerhouse in the Dodgers who hit righties well. I'm just saying, 
I don't know what you can trust in this spot. I'm not going to bet anything. Um, yeah, I you know even with the total involved, I, I just don't really see anything worth playing in this in this game. I, I think this is a wait and see, right? This is going to be a big test for both pitchers, right? I mean, this being a more legit test for Anderson because you're going against a team that hits lefties really well. And as for the White Sox, can you get Cease to be that top guy against the top team? So this is a great wait and see, take notes, adjust your power ratings type of thing, or just thought process on betting them in the future. And I get every situation is different, but still, this will be a learning process for this game. Should be a fun one. And like we said, for the Cubs, game got postponed. They got the Yankees to look forward to. I think it's Wade Miley versus uh, Severino. I'm actually going to be in New York this weekend visiting a friend. First time in the Big Apple for your boy. Um, Yeah, we'll be going to the game, I think, on Sunday is the plan. So, uh, yeah, might have to do the obligatory bet on the Cubbies. You know how that goes when you go to a Cubs game. When, well, you're at least a fan, you know how that goes. But if you're not a fan, you might be betting the other way. But it's almost like you have to bet on them. And hopefully they can cover the price of your ticket and a couple beers and a and a dog or two. So, uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that at Yankee Stadium, hopefully on Sunday. But uh, with that being said, no show tomorrow for me. Um, Holding Kushner, I believe, is taking over for Rush Hour. So a shout-out to him in Denver. Does great work. Always love getting him on the show, and that'll be awesome for him to fill in. So uh, I believe it is him who will be taking over. But I will, of course, have a show on Rush Hour tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook per usual. Marquee Sports Network tonight because no Cubs game. Aside from that, VEASAN.com, Fubo, Sling TV, Xfinity app, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio, and the VEASAN app. Let's get into a recap of Danny's Dimes from last night, because I always want to, like I said, spend some time doing that here on the CityCast since kind of got some free reign and have some time to actually expound on our thoughts, because not only in betting is it important to just do the pre-bet analysis, go over it, and actually bet it. Of course, that's the most important part. However, I think it's also noteworthy to recap, think what we did right, think what we did wrong, and just hold ourselves accountable. Look, no one's going to be perfect. You're going to have bad streaks. I certainly have in baseball this year. But, you know, luckily we uh, we went 2-0 last night in baseball and lost one in basketball. So the winners in baseball, we had the Dodgers on the money line, minus a buck 65 on the road against the White Sox. Tough spot for the White Sox, right? You had Tony Gonsolin, who's been on fire, a righty. Sox can't hit righties. Cueto, I figured, would give up a few runs, and that's exactly what he did. But the Dodgers held on 4-1, to one, got the dub against the White Sox, and we got the dub in terms of our bet. That number moved up to minus 180 at Bet Rivers by the time I was talking about it on Rush Hour. That's why I always say, hey, make sure you're listening to the CityCast. Make sure you're subscribed to VEASAN so you get a hold of the Best Bets log page where not only do you get my bets that I'm making as soon as possible, but every other host and guest brought on the program so yeah give it a gander why don't you uh rangers guardians no run in the first cash that minus 112 we like the pitching matchup with dunning and bieber at least for the first inning we like the guardians in the full game and they did hold on but in terms of the no run in the first a reason we liked it yes dunning 
is high with his home run to fly ball ratio, but the wind was blowing in. Progressive field, not a hitter's friendly park. Shane Bieber, low home run to fly ball ratio, and you just know how great he's been and can be. And for some reason, Bet Rivers was giving us a gift, minus 112. Every other book was like at least minus 135 or above. By the time I got on rush hour, it did get up to minus 120, but I was like, man, I thought this would adjust a little bit more so. But that was a good cash. Um, so we went 2-0 on the diamond. I believe our record is 30-30-1 this year. So yeah, it's been it's been rocky. Baseball is typically one of my better sports, but I'm hoping we start getting on a little bit of a hot streak here. We have about the past month because we had to climb back from a deficit, to say the least, in terms of our win-loss record. But yeah, 2-0, we'll take it. Basketball, Jordan Poole, over 12.5 points, does not come through. Man, that was a tough one. And when I was sitting here talking about it, either I said it here on the city cast or I said it on rush hour, I'm like, look, he could stay under this and I'll be okay with it. And I would really never say that for any other bet because if I'm making it, I'm like, yeah, if he doesn't do what I'm betting him to do or betting the team to do, then yeah, I'm going to be mad because I thought that was the right side. And look, I'm not saying I didn't think this was the right side. But this was also a bet that I almost had to take on principle of the fact that it was so low at 12 and a half. I was kind of testing the the odds makers. I'm like, all right, let's see if it really deserves to be this low. Well, good for them because he ended up with 10. And he did one more triple, couldn't get it. He really was not being aggressive in the first half, only had five points. That was the killer. Like in that first quarter toward the end and toward the beginning of the second, he just was not taking any shots. And then finally had an open layup, then hit a three after, and then he went quiet again. Like you see somewhat of a correlation here. If he's not scoring, what the hell are we doing? The Warriors can't keep up. Clay had a good game. Wiggins was fine. Steph Curry did Steph Curry things. Hopefully he's healthy. Kind of got banged up at the end. But Jordan Poole, like in game one, slacked in game three and... The Warriors fell victim. Now, I'm not saying if he got 15 points, that would have made a difference because what? They lost by like 16. But still, you need more contribution from Jordan Poole. So, yeah, that's a bummer. That one didn't come through. You know what? Maybe in the next game, you look to take it over again, honestly, unless he's just going to struggle on the road because maybe it gets lower. Maybe you get better odds to the over 12 and a half. And maybe it's going to be a pattern where he kind of keeps going back and forth. So, I'll, you know, I'll consider that looking into Friday if I got some time, if I'm not too all over the place in the Big Apple. But, yeah, keep that in mind when you're looking at game four. So, two and one. Basketball, our record is now 80, 58, and one. I believe we're hitting at about a 57% clip this season, if I am not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, we're having a good time in basketball. Hoping to keep things going with that. Yeah, about 50, yeah, 58% right now. So, uh, yeah, not going to complain in terms of uh, how we've done in the NBA this season. Especially with our big playing game bets where we had the over 30-unit night. Not too shabby. But we got to capitalize on this series still. Hopefully plenty of games to go. And hopefully a Steph Curry Finals MVP to celebrate along with a Warriors championship. The value on that is kind of nuts now. Right, You can get the Warriors about plus 190 in this series. Is that worth a bet? 
I say it from this perspective, but I genuinely mean it. Look, if you haven't bet anything, I don't see why not. Aside from the fact that if you think the Warriors do not win game four, then shoot, maybe you'll get them plus 250. And the odds are telling you, hey, we don't trust them to win game four because the Celtics opened up as a four-point favorite. And at Bet Rivers, they currently remain a four-point favorite. Remember, the Warriors now plus 190 on the series price. The Celtics minus 235. But for game four, we do see Boston laying four with some juice on that spread. So maybe it goes to four and a half. For the money line, Boston minus a buck 67. Golden State plus 140. Total opened about 215 and a half. And now you've actually seen that come down. So Bet Rivers 215, some books had 215 and a half. Nevertheless, you're seeing it at 214 and a half. Minus 112 to the under, minus 110 to the over. Last night, uh, total ended 216, so it went over because it was anywhere from 212 to 213 and a half. A lot of scoring in the first half. You're feeling pretty good about the total going over if that's what you had post first half. Hoping uh, Steph Curry's healthy for this game. Hoping the Warriors don't have to dig themselves out of a hole in this game. You were afraid that was going to be the issue, and we talked about that to a T. However, the Warriors couldn't even cover the live line, assuming he didn't get them plus 16 and a half or whatever the hell uh, the deficit ended up being. Right away, it went to that 8 to 9 point threshold that I'm like, hey, if it gets there, I'm going to take a piece of it. And I took a tiny piece. You know, I honestly didn't go as hard on it as I wanted to because... Despite that happening, you could still kind of tell the way the rhythm and momentum of this game was going to swing right from the gates. Like when you see certain guys hitting shots in the way they hit their shots when they're being guarded right to their grill and they're just hitting that, they're hitting fall away and what like those old things you're like, yeah, the basketball gods have an idea of which team they want to win tonight. You're able to tell them basketball more than any other sport. So, you know, I lost a little on that, but again, I didn't go too crazy. I got him at like plus 10 and a half. I mean, if you can't cover 10 and a half, what the hell are we doing here? But it is what it is. Really didn't like the Warriors in that game overall. I mean, it's, it just seemed tough. You know, a little bit of a zigzag. Everybody thinks the Celtics are the better team. Going back home, I get it. Next one, uh, we'll see. I mean, if the pattern persists with Boston at home, you got to think they're due to lose this one, but everything's different now. Shout out to everyone who's on Boston, though. You know, I tweeted, I was like, anecdotally, I haven't seen or heard anybody I know taking the points with the Warriors. And then we talk with Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City cast. He came on and he was all over Golden State. But what I'm saying is like, a lot of people at Vison like Boston. And look, if I hadn't bet anything in this series and I was objective and didn't want the Warriors, yeah, I probably would have went to the side of Boston. But I still wanted the opportunity to live bet Golden State, assuming that Boston was going to get out to that early lead, and they did. It's just Golden State couldn't maintain a close enough lead. They got it close in the second half, but again, couldn't hold on. Bummer. Bummer indeed. But they're plus 140 for game four if you think they can win. I don't know. I mean, I feel like after game one, and I may or may not have said it on here, so if I didn't, you know, don't berate me too much, but 
uh, at least on one of my other shows, I think Bet on Chicago, I was talking with one of our guests, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, if it's not the Warriors winning, it's probably going to be Boston in six. They're up 2-1 right now. If you assume they win the next game, 3-1. Celtic, or then Warriors get the next one, 3-2. Celtics close it out at home in six. And if you think that's going to happen... I think it was probably like, I don't know, plus 250 before yesterday or 3 to 1 or something. But right now it's 2 to 1 if you think that's the outcome that will come to fruition. And that actually has the shortest odds. Boston to win in 6, 2 to 1. Boston to win in 5, plus 280. Boston to win in 7, plus 550. The Warriors to win in 6, 7 to 1. And the Warriors to win in 7 is 3 to 1. You could do the spread series outcome. Boston minus one and a half, meaning they are winning in five or six games is minus 130. Golden State catching a game and a half, meaning they have to lose in seven or win the series. That's even money. I don't like doing that bet. Celtics minus two and a half games, which is the same bet as the Celtics to win in five. But instead, here you're getting plus 290, and the Celtics to win in five is plus 280. So remember, it's the same bet. You're getting 10 cents better. Always be on the lookout for those kind of things. Warriors catching two and a half games, minus 420. Man, I uh, I don't know. I'm just hoping this can be like a deep series, a seven-game series. And then with game seven just being a toss-up. And let them go at it. And let's see what the hell happens. And obviously I'm saying that because that would assume Golden State can make it go to seven games and they'll have the home court advantage. We'll see. We will see. Should be fun. Tomorrow night. Probably not going to bet anything aside from props. Celtics seem like it would be the right side. Maybe get involved with the total at this point, right? Maybe if you think there's going to be scoring persisting once again, or are you thinking it's going to be more of a lockdown effort if Steph's a little banged up, if the Celtics just don't shoot as great again? But, I mean, really looking at the stats, you know, they weren't lights out. The Warriors actually made two more three-pointers than the Celtics did. Golden State had 17 turnovers. Boston had 12. 52 points in the paint for Boston, 26 for Golden State. They got bullied. After Golden State kind of bullied Boston in game two. Yeah, Draymond looked weak out there. He said it himself, or he said soft. Yeah, you were. Your whole team was, buddy. Not good whatsoever. 47 to 31, you got out rebounded. Pathetic. You know what? The Celtics missed seven free throws, but they still got four more made free throws than you. Yeah, a lot of bad things overall. Not good. Box score for this game. I think we got to get some uh, recognition to Jalen Brown. Because Jason Tatum, yeah, 26 points, stayed under his prop. But Brown leading score, 27 points on the side of Boston. Curry at 31. Clay at 25, by the way. Horford, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Eh, it ain't going to cut it for finals MVP, but Jalen Brown is certainly making a case. Now, look, Tatum wasn't too far behind to where it would really give brown that much of a boost but i think he was eight to one before game three now he's plus 350 tatum's plus 105 here's your chance on curry two to one that's just because of the warriors 
not having a good chance to win. Smart is 25 to 1. Get out of here. Horford is 50 to 1. Horford should still be above Smart. I mean, Smart did drop 24 points, I guess, and did go off in game one. So, all right, I'll take that back a little bit. But if you like Boston, you don't want to lay that series price number, maybe you take a little bit of a flyer on a guy like Jalen Brown. Is it crazy to think he could win it based on what we've seen from him? Looking at his log up to this point, he had 27 in this game. And then the two games on the road in Golden State, he dropped 24 in game one and 17 in game two. But again, where does the narrative lie? Like Jason Tatum, obviously, is going to be the front runner regardless. And if he has a good closeout effort in whatever elimination game it is, yeah, they're going to give him the nod. I don't know. It's going to be close for Boston. The Warriors, you know what's going to happen. That's that's just not even going to be close. But nothing right now for Game 4. If you're already jumping in on something, let me know. At Danny Burke 5. But Boston is laying for minus 167 on the money line at Bet Rivers. Golden State plus 140. Total at 214.5. That thing may drop. You know, and even looking at the spread, there's going to be people out there who are like, oh man, if this thing touches four and a half, if this thing touches five, like I'm almost obligated to take Golden State or something like that. Like, do you not watch these games though? Do you not realize that, again, if you just wait for an in-game bet, you can get a better number on Golden State. Let's be honest, Boston again will get on a run. They'll get the momentum from the crowd. They'll get the advantage from the refs. They'll hit a stupid-ass three like they do all the time and then get up to like a 9-12 point lead and you can get a better number on the Warriors. That's going to happen nine times out of ten in this situation. And I'm not saying that may not be the right bet, but why not help yourself a little bit? If you're watching the game already adamantly, you're going to be on your phone. You're going to be in front of the damn screen. Then give yourself a better way to bet it. I'm hoping they cover that four. I'm hoping they cover if it goes a four and a half or five. I'm hoping they win the thing outright. But why invest yourself in a worse spot to where a majority of the time you can set yourself up better? You could make that case for Boston. But there's always the fear that they get out to that hot start like we saw last game immediately and then they're just going to be a sizable favorite for really the whole game. So that's why you don't necessarily do it with Boston, but on the side of Golden State, yes, you would do that. But this one's going to be tough. Just make it close at least. Can we get a close game? Like, is this... These have been like the worst stretch of playoff basketball i mean the heat and celtics were fine for a couple games but like come on hockey's kicking your ass right now that's for sure speaking of which here's a little segue for you (laughs) after this break we're gonna talk some hockey because we've got game five of the eastern conference finals stanley cup lightning rangers let's take a quick break we'll get back into action on that and then i'm gonna talk a little bit more about cy young who I invested in in case you missed it. I'll let you know what their stats are looking like and how the numbers altered after their start last evening. 
So stick around. All that coming next. Danny Burke, your host. It is the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every single Saturday throughout the entire season. Place a three leg, same game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to help you make your perfect combination. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 Gambler. It's 1 800 426 2537. Okay, let's get back in the mix. Talk some puck here on the program. Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals in the Stanley Cup postseason. Tonight, 7 p.m. Central Time in New York. The Rangers currently catching plus 112 at the Bet River Sportsbook, whereas the Tampa Bay Lightning laying minus a buck 30. Total 5.5 over plus 120, under minus 141. Puck line, Tampa Bay, you're getting $2. If you think they can win by two or more goals, you want to take the puck and a half with the Rangers. It's minus 245. This thing opened at like minus 130 plus 110. So uh, not much movement at Bet Rivers. But in other books, you have seen a little bit of love go toward New York. Honestly, I want the Lightning to win. We have their adjusted series price bet. But how are you betting Tampa Bay in this game? Not only from the fact that they have lost both road games against the Rangers, not only because the Rangers have been so dominant at home the last two series, but even more so, you're getting plus money. How is that the case? Has that pendulum of momentum swung that immensely? I'd like to think so, but there's no way I would bet on it to back that happening. I Again, I hope that's the case. And maybe what? Are the odds telling us, okay, now we've seen the Lightning get over that hump like I was saying? Yes, but that doesn't apply to on the road because New York has been a completely different unit on that side. Both teams have. We talk about what I would do if I hadn't invested anything. How the hell are you not taking the Rangers? And you know what? A step further than that, how are you not looking at the Rangers on the puck line almost? Let's see what that is here at Bet Rivers. And here we go. Rangers minus a puck in the hook, plus 285. Not too shabby. Now, the Rangers cover that in game one, but they only won by a goal in game two. So if you're not as bullish on it, that's understood. Game three was three to two in favor of Tampa. Then Tampa won four to one in game four. So both teams two and two straight up. And in terms of covering the puck line, uh, two and two. Well, if you count like, you know, obviously catching a puck and a half. But when they won, they have covered it each once. And they have failed to cover it another time. Over, under, 
one in three in this series. Of course, the one Danny bets under was game one where it went over. That's uh, that's classic. Not really, but I just like to feel that way. Uh, first period over unders two and two. The overs both hit in New York, and the unders in Tampa Bay. Oddly enough. All right, well, Vasilevsky this series, 2-2. Two and two, He has allowed 12 goals, 91% on his saves. On the road, he is 0-2 this series. He has allowed 9 goals, with a, which equates to a save percentage of 85%. Igor Shosturkin, 2-2, two two, 10 goals allowed total in this series, 93.4% save. At home, 2-0. Just four goals allowed, 94.2% save percentage. All right, Shesterkin has been the better goalie. That is apparent. The Lightning, I still believe, are the better team. I still think they win this series. I don't want to bet them in this game. This obviously kind of seems like it has a seven-game series written on the wall. Based on the tempo you have seen up to this point. Here's something you can do. Look at the series price. They have the Lightning now minus 167. The Rangers are plus 140. Look. I would just do Tampa Bay to win in 7 at plus 260. They have Tampa Bay to win in 6 at plus 175. Rangers to win in 7 is plus 310. Rangers to win in 6 is plus 390. You could do total games played in this series over 6.5 at minus 103. If you don't want to exactly bet on the Lightning to win in seven. Lightning to lay a game and a half on the series spread plus 175. Rangers laying a game and a half is plus 390. The other ones are way too juiced if you're catching a game and a half. It's minus 590 for Tampa, minus 235 for New York. Under six and a half games, by the way, is minus 122. If the Rangers win tonight... You got to figure that Tampa Bay to win in seven is going to be a shorter odd than plus 260. It's going to probably be like plus 175, like you see Tampa Bay to win in six. However, if Tampa Bay does win tonight, then of course the win in six will probably be like plus 110. Well, not even. It's just going to be whatever, like, should be just whatever the money line price is going to be. So they'll be a favorite in that game. So scratch that. It it won't even exist probably, but the in seven will. So when you're looking at this, like we always say, configure it in your head. What do you think happens tonight? I don't have confidence in one team or the other, but it, out of the value and out of what we've seen, you would think it would have to be the Rangers. But just when you think you've got that pattern down, that's when sports betting comes, smacks you in the face and says, nope, Tampa Bay is going to win. Five to one. No, I'm just playing. But it seems like that does happen from time to time. So again, I'm hoping the Lightning win. Objectively speaking, the Rangers seem like that would be the bet to make. Over six and a half games or Lightning to win in seven at plus 260. I might take a dabble on that. But at the same time, I'm already invested in the adjusted series price, plus 106. I'll just sweat that out for now. Now, if you're someone who's in that same position and you don't feel too confident, you could hedge out with the Rangers, and I don't think you should, but you could. Let's get into what I am betting for this game. I don't like a side, as I've clearly stated, 
There's not too much action I like at all tonight, honestly. So that forced me to get into the props for this game. Didn't force me, but it gave me a good reason to. There's three guys that stood out to me. I'll begin with the one I am playing. And that is Mika Zibanejad. He's kind of been on fire for the Rangers. Maybe not on fire, but I mean, look, he's been uh, he's been racking up the shots on goals. So I'm looking at his prop shots on goals at Bet Rivers. Two and a half is the number. Over is listed at minus 136. Under is plus 103. If you don't know who he is, he is a center for the Rangers. And this series, he is averaging 4.8 shots on goals per game. Remember, his prop is at two and a half. Now, out of the four games this series, he has eclipsed two and a half shots on goal in three out of four games. Game one, he racked up seven. Game two, he racked up two. Game three, he racked up five. The last game being game four, he also tallied five shots on goal. Now, at home this postseason, he's gone over this mark in six out of nine games, averaging 3.6 shots on goal per game on his home ice during these playoffs. So I laid minus 136 with Mika, hoping he can do it again. You would think with those numbers, with the track record this postseason, that the number would be like three and a half with some juice to the under. I'll bet Rivers is giving you two and a half over minus 136, and I will lay that chalk with Sabanajad over two and a half shots on goal. Now, the other guys that stood out to me, how about a familiar name here? Artemi Panarin, the bread man. Shots on goal, two and a half over plus 125, under minus 205, is at the price of minus 165. He's left wing now for the Rangers. In this series, he is averaging 2.8 shots on goal. At home, he's actually averaging four shots on goal per game. Well, that being, excuse me, just this series. <laughs> um, overall, he had three, five, two, and one respectively. So he's only gone over it twice. But at home this postseason, I told you four shots on goal per game this series. But overall this postseason, he's gone over it at home in five out of nine games. Averaging 3.2 shots on goal per game on home ice. On the road, he's actually been a lot worse. He's only gone over it in two out of nine games and averaging less than two shots on goal per game, 1.93 to be exact. So if you want to back the bread man for a little bit of plus money, I got to lean to the over plus 125. The consistency has not necessarily been there, but where there has been some bright spots for him in this prop going over, it has been on home ice. And they're giving you some plus money, so I don't hate the idea of doing that. Let's go to Tampa. One guy that stood out to me, well, Kucherov kind of stood out to me, but eh, just three and a half with some juice, or excuse me, with a, a little bit of value to the over. I don't know. I, I'm not in love with it. It seems like the easy option, but I'm not as infatuated. I mean, you could say the same thing here for this next guy, Steven Stamkos, who's also at three and a half with some plus money to the over, plus 120, the unders, minus 157. But look, I mean, Stamkos is the guy. Center for the Tampa Bay Lightning. This series, he's averaging four and a half shots on goal per game. He's gone over it in two out of four games. Check out this pattern. 6-3, six, 6-3 three, six, three for shots on goal. Does that mean we're due for a six outing? I don't know, but on the road this postseason, he is averaging 3.4 shots on goal per game, 
He's only gone over this prop mark on the road in three out of eight games. By the way, he's also gotten a point in each game this series except for game two. It's like over $2, though, to get a point. Yeah, no thank you. So a lean to Stamkos going over. Someone's going to have to take over on the road. They're probably going to be trailing. More opportunities to get the shots up. Stamkos is the guy to do it. Seems like a recipe for him to get over three and a half shots on goal. So another strong lean, just like Panarin. But the official play that I am making, Mika Zibanejad over two and a half shots on goal, minus 136. Let's go Lightning, though. Come on, baby. All right. NL Snow Young before we head out here. Talked about it yesterday. Not extensively, but it was discussed. I took a flyer on Tony Gonsolin at 45 to 1. I missed the 50 to 1 the day before. So be it. I took the 45 to 1. Also took a little flyer on Josh Hader at 40 to 1. But the main bet I'm looking at is our guy, Tony Gonsolin. Now I'm saying our guy. Once you make the betting list, you are classified as our guy. So 45 to 1 was the best number yesterday before his start against the White Sox. Against the White Sox, what? He gave up one earned run. Now he's 7-0. Now he's got an ERA of 1.58. Now he's got a FIP of 3.21. A left on base percentage of over 88%. A BABIP of 193. A home run to fly ball ratio of 7.7%. He's racking up 8.5 Ks per 9 innings. Just 2.8 walks per 9 innings. He's got a whip of 0.86 and a Sierra of 3.69. Now all the numbers, not all of them, but the best numbers you can get, at least in the state of Illinois, appears to be Tony Gonsolin at 40 to 1. That's also why I wanted to jump in on it yesterday, assuming he would have a really solid outing against the White Sox and that it would alter a little bit. I thought it would move a little bit more so. But I guess, again, it's not like I was the only one expecting that to happen. But he's starting to get that recognition. And it helps you're on the Dodgers. It helps you're in Los Angeles. Angeles. It helps that you're on a top team. And that Bueller isn't doing that great. Kershaw's been banged up. Yes, Anderson has been just as good, if not better. But we'll see if the Sox can kind of poke at him today. I think Anderson will have more of a tendency to regress. Because you've seen how he's been in his career. Nothing great, but him being on the Dodgers has done wonders for his career. Gonsolin has slowly, incrementally been inching up to being a really good starter. And now you're seeing it pay dividends this season. So even at 40-1, to yeah. Take a look at Tony Gonsolin and El Cy Young. There's still so much time. You got to decipher which pitcher you think could withstand the enduring long season. But I think Gonsolin could absolutely be a guy that makes his way into the top three. If you really look at it based on stats, he should be probably top five. But because he's not the most popular name and we don't attribute him to being a top tier starter yet, that's why you're still getting value on him. At Bet Rivers, I think he's 35 to 1 right now. Yeah, 35 to 1. Haters 40 to 1, by the way. Anderson is 40 to 1. So Gonsolin leaped him now. Uh, we'll see how Anderson does tonight. Bueller's still 15 to 1. Name recognition. Joe Musgrove at 7 to 1 seems like a good choice. Uh, Sandy Alca- Alcantara. I, is it Alcantara or Alcantara or Alcantara? I mean, I've heard like 18 different people say it differently. Anyways, he's 4 to 1. Corbin Burns is 4 to 1. 
But yeah, Joe Musgrove has been going off. He's 7-1. I don't like Burns as much here. We did take a flyer on Lopez at like 35-1 to or whatever the hell it was. Maybe it was 25-1. to I don't know. We got we got a good number on Lopez at 11-1 is where he's at right now. Rodon is 12-1. to He kind of regressed a little bit. Zach Gallen started off hot, but you're on the Diamondbacks. He's 17-1. to Kyle Wright at 35-1, to not a bad option. We just bet him the other night. They only won by one, so that was a bummer. But he still pitched eight innings, just two earned runs. Came in the first. So Kyle Wright could be a guy with some value. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Pablo Lopez or now Tony Gonsolin can come through for us. As for the AL, just really quick, Verlander's 4-1, to one, Shane McClanahan with the Rays is 6-1. to one. Good old Nestor Cortez is 6-1. to one. Garrett Cole, he is plus 650. He is pitching tonight. Kevin Gossman is plus 850. Alec Manoa, not a bad option, 10-1. to one. Bieber is 20 to 1 along with Dylan Cease. And then Lucas Giolito is 28 to 1. Scooble, Tariq Scooble with the Tigers, 28 to 1. Not a terrible option. How about Otani dropping a 40 to 1? Logan Gilbert, I got this season with some value, but now he's back down at 40 to 1. So that's probably going to be a bye bye t- uh, type of ticket. That's how it goes. Long season, but they give you some value. Michael Kopech, 45 to 1. I'd rather take him than Dylan Cease almost. I'm not saying that you can trust Kopech more, but hey, based on what we've seen in the 25 cent difference, I don't hate Michael Kopech. Again, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but if we're just saying who would you rather bet between the two, yeah, I'd probably take Kopech with the 25 cent better difference. But Tony Gonsolin, 40 to 1. Consider it, folks. And consider that shots on goal prop that we discussed. Mika Zibanejad over two and a half minus a buck 36. And look, I uh, I don't got much else. I'm sorry. It's a slow day. Sox with the early game. Cubs not having a game today. If you got anything I should be looking at, any bets you like, let me know. At Danny Burke 5 on the tweets or dburke at vsin.com. Appreciate you tuning in per usual. Always appreciate it as well if you like and subscribe to the pod means a lot, and hey, you get notified when the show gets released as soon as possible. Speaking of shows, be sure to catch out Rush Hour tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time, Marquee Sports Network, Fubo TV, Sling TV, the Xfinity app, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts available. And if I didn't say it already, I'm sure I did, but vsin.com and the vsin app, that is vsin.com. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll be off tomorrow. I'll be in New York, see if we can't get ourselves to a Cubs-Yankees game and then a Cubs victory. Well, probably not banking on that last part, but we'll see, folks. All right, best of luck with your plays. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch up again next week.